This is Cindy, my good friend and mentor, graduated with honors from the University of Connecticut at Storrs, receiving a Bachelor of Fine Arts degree with a major in acting, directing, and playwriting. Cindy is a multi-year recipient of Long Island's Best Psychic. She is the author of multiple books which focus on life, love, and relationships. Cindy has been seen on television and is the regular host of her own radio show on Blog Talk Radio. This is Dr. Gary. He has been in the education field for over 20 years and earned his doctorate from St. John's University. He has spent most of his life motivating students of all ages and achieved mastery as an amazing instructional leader. Dr. Gary has been a personal trainer, teacher, professor, coach, DJ, and a professional wrestler, but he's also a psychic. Welcome, everybody, to Session 4 of Soul Matters Podcast. I'm Dr. Gary, along with Cindy Sansone Braff. How are you, Cindy? I'm great tonight. I hope you're doing well. Yep, thank you very much. Yeah, everything's going well. Uh, we're very excited to do this uh, this session, dealing with Akashic Record. And this is something that came out of a recommendation from one of our listeners. And we're very excited to delve into it this time around. Uh, so how was your week? I haven't uh, I haven't spoken a while to you, so it's uh, it's been a, it's been a few weeks. Right, it's been great. Everything is great. Um, just dealing with COVID and uh, our social distancing, and still have, trying to have a life. And so far, so good. Two months have opened out in the world, and not everyone who listens to us is in on Long Island, but we're pretty blessed to have our numbers very low here. So we're smart, we mask, we wash our hands, we social distance, and we're managing to have a little bit of a life as well. So yeah, I, I think that, um, you know, a lot of a lot of people's perceptions of New Yorkers are these like, you know, tough nose to the grindstone, hardcore people. Uh, but, you know, we kind of did pull together, um, especially, you know, on Long Island. And it seems as though our daily infection rate is is below 1%. I think it's less I saw it was 0.78. So we're we're doing very well, and school is opening soon. So we will we will do our best to to maintain that, and and hope that everyone stays safe and healthy. That's all we can ask. So uh, tonight's session, we're dealing with Akashic record, and you know, in my research and and kind of trying to figure out exactly what we would focus on tonight, because obviously Akashic records has so many different. Um, aspects as well as just a plethora of information that we could dive into and and talk about. Uh, but just to kind of give a, a general meaning of what an Akashic record is, it, it from what I'm gathering in in my research is that it is, it's a concise collection of information, and that information uh, has to deal with all of human events, their thoughts, their words, emotions, not only from the past in the present, but also in the future. Uh, would you say that that was an accurate depiction of, of what an Akashic record is, Cindy? Exactly. And it's easier for modern man to understand because we have computers and we know in one computer bit, tons of information is stored. Um, these records go back to ancient Egypt, you know, ancient cultures knew about the Akashic records. I'm not sure how they could have comprehended it, all, all this volume of information stored. I mean, it's the original cloud. Okay. If you understand the cloud and it's similar to that, it's like your computer has a certain amount of energy. And if you hook your computer into this massive computer, you can imagine how much 
energy it would have and how much information. So knowing that we have computers, it's a little bit easier to understand how all the records of Gary's life. And of course, I love when people sometimes want a person's name on the other side. And a lot of times they'll come through when I'm doing readings, but sometimes you know, people had 50 names, depending on how many lifetimes they've had. So when we go up there, I'm not sure if we, ha- what, what they call us. Do we, you know, do we have a number? Do we have a name? But all of that's, your. That's super interesting too, because I know a lot of people, you know, sometimes when you're getting a reading or you're giving a reading, people want to hear that name or they want to connect with the person that they're specifically there speaking to you about. And it may be difficult at times because like you just said, there's so many different names from past lives and sometimes trying to pull that name out um, tends to be some type of a, sometimes a, a dog and pony show, but it, it's still, it's something that we have access to in case that we do get that very clearly, that name that comes out to speak to us. And, and I get it quite frequently, but the point is, you know, they have a lot of names and um, in terms of say for you, you, I don't know how many lifetimes people have, by the way. Okay. I really don't know whether we've had thousands, hundreds, or maybe some people have had 10, some people have had a hundred. Some people are old souls, which means they've had more lifetimes, but an old soul doesn't just mean you've had a lot of lifetimes. It means you've learned your lessons. There are some souls who could be have as many lifetimes as, as, you know, the most advanced soul on earth, but they haven't learned anything. So even though they've had a lot of lifetimes, you wouldn't consider them an old soul because they don't have the wisdom or the knowledge that you acquire. So the interesting thing about Akashic Records is that they're really there to help us and assist us and to guide us, you know, each of our individual souls to keep evolving and growing and transforming so that we can ultimately achieve enlightenment and become an ascended master. Like you can become an enlightened being on earth. And, you know, then later on that will help you become an ascended master. You might be an enlightened being on earth, but enlightenment is like a ladder. There's many levels of enlightenment. So you might be at the beginning stage of enlightenment. You might have, I don't know if it's 15 more rungs to go on this, but you know, when you finally achieve the ultimate cosmic consciousness, which is total enlightenment, then you would be an ascended master. So our records are trying to get us there. And when they open up during a reading, they only open up as to what pertains to the issue on hand. I'm not going to get, if you came to me about a particular issue, say concerning your relationship with one of your family members, then you know, because I have been doing this for 25 years and I've been opening Akashic records probably for about 15 years. I didn't always open them or maybe I did, but I didn't know I did. But so I would get the piece of information that tells me what is the karma between you and this family member? Okay. What is your soul contract with this person? What did you come back to meet? And what were your lessons you're supposed to teach or learn? from that person. It's only going to give me a thin slice. It's not going to open up all of your records from every single lifetime. First of all, how will we even process that? Sure. And, you know, a lot of times when people do a past life um, regression or something, and, you know, I remember getting one and they told me I had a life in China. And in all honesty, it didn't ring true to me at all. Okay, I have no connection whatsoever to China. And in, in and with past lives, it's what we're drawn to historically. 
like I'm obsessed with World War II. I know I had a lifetime in World War II. Certain periods of time, I'm really interested. But it didn't ring true to me that that was a part of my life. And I just didn't think it was. So she was giving me all this like huge lifetime things about China, but I didn't get anything out of it. Like it's just a general thing. Like, okay, you had a lifetime in China. Okay, that's not how they're, they open up when they're helpful. It opens up to help someone with a very specific problem they're dealing with now. And that problem mirrors the last lifetime or maybe the last five lifetimes. You haven't gotten that issue right in five lifetimes. So my job is to tell you, why were you given that experience? Let's see what your Akashic records say. How did you handle this in your last lifetime? For instance, say a woman comes with a terrible marriage and quickly it opens up that this was her past life husband. Okay. So all of a sudden they're telling me, okay, this is her past life husband. Okay. That gives me one piece of information. Then I'll get a piece of information that that was an arranged marriage. It wasn't a great love affair. It was a business arrangement. It was never great in that lifetime. You know, he was an alcoholic in that lifetime or certain things come up and this parallels this lifetime. It's not a great love affair. It never was. He drinks. It's all the same issues. And in this lifetime, she's supposed to do what she didn't do in her last lifetime. She should have divorced him. But of course, she couldn't. She couldn't have any money. Where could she go? How could she support herself? So in this lifetime, getting a divorce is part of her soul contract. God allowed her to meet this person. He allowed her because she's an old soul and she insisted upon it. I said, you know, and they're always shocked. Like, what do you mean I insisted? I said, yeah, God laughed for about an hour. As you said, oh yeah, in this lifetime, I'm going to fix him. I'm going to change him. And because it was an arranged marriage, I felt in, in my past lifetime that I really didn't love him properly. So how could I fix him? In this lifetime, I'm going to meet him on my own. And this way, I'm going to love him better. And then I could fix him. And I'm also going to be able to support myself. I'm going to have career be important and he'll know I could leave him. So that's going to change the outcome. And I'll say that sounds like a great argument, except mediocre love can't become soulmate. It was mediocre in that lifetime. The best it's going to be is mediocre in this lifetime. Even if you heal all your issues, it's never going to be a great love affair. And secondly, you have to divorce him. That was part of your deal. You would meet him and if he didn't heal, you would not enable him in this lifetime and you wouldn't take all that crap. So getting someone to understand that helps them move on. Wow. Okay. I get it. And the bell goes off. So you could see that tiny piece of information is probably the piece that gets someone to divorce a husband that she's been in therapy for 15 years and can't leave him. But yeah, that's, so that's, that's great advice. So yeah, that's, that's how the Akashic records open. They will, And someone, well, well, I want to know about all my past lives. I go, well, you have to go then to a past life regressionist because I'm only going to get the information as pertains to this lifetime, what you haven't healed and what you need to heal now. I'm not going to get your past life from 100,000 years ago because it's not affecting today. So that's a different thing. A past life regression uh, may show past lives perhaps I'm not sure they even open Akashic records. It depends. It would have to be someone who the universe trusts to open the Akashic records. They may 
give you a past life regression, but they won't really, and they'll show you some things that happen, but you won't be hearing the lessons or what you were supposed to learn. You'll be seeing certain things, but to open Akashic records is not given to every single person. Um, if you at all abuse it, it, you will not have access. And how is it guarded? They have actual, you know, guards surrounding the Akashic records. You know, you have to go into this, this vortex and then the people, the, the spirit guides that are assigned to watch over the records will give you what you need. It's like you're going into a librarian and you're telling her, I need something about this. And she gives you one book on the topic. Okay. And gives you one slice. Um, it's very heavily guarded. It's not given out easily. And I have to have the free will cooperation of someone to open them. So when people come with the, like, they're not sure if they will believe in the reading or they don't know if they want this reading, I might not get into those Akashic records because they're not come giving me free will to open them. You know, it has to be an agreement between me and you. And I can't just say, well, I'm going to go after this podcast and I'm going to go into Gary's records and I'm going to open them up. You didn't give me permission to open them up. And without your permission, they're not going to open. Because could you imagine how dangerous this could be if every person had access to your personal Akashic records. It's like them having your passwords to every one of your bank accounts, every one of your computers. Every, they would steal your identity. Who knows what people would do with that? That's so, interesting. Yeah, I so think, it, and you make a very good point too. Like, I think it's it's important for like the listeners to to know also that you know, if, even if we just if we're looking at it um, as a whole, the actual word Akasha. Uh, coming from Sanskrit, uh, Sanskrit meaning, which means sky, like we talked about the cloud, like if your information is, if your energy is hooked up to your computer, and your computer is hooked up to that large cloud, like it is just an infinite amount of information. And, and I think that that kind of goes along with what you had just said with, uh, it's basically an infinite library uh, of everything in the universe, both uh, old past, present and future. And when you're sitting there doing a reading with somebody, and you're accessing their whole of records, so to speak, you're getting a very specific piece of information that's going to help them understand the exact position, reason, understanding of what you're trying to describe. And, and your example, obviously being the, uh, the marriage, the, the poor marriage and, and being in therapy for 15 years and should have divorced this person. So I think that that's, it's a very important thing to understand. Like people, you're not going to get every single thing that's in your Akashic records, because like you said, it could be extremely, extremely dangerous. And it's also, um, you can't misuse it. Like, and that's something that you, if imagine getting privy to someone's information, you could really manipulate people with it. You could really, you know, exactly what their weak point is. You know, exactly how they're going to respond. And so, when I go into the records, I take it very seriously. Um, they're called the keepers of the Akashic records. And I don't actually see them most of the time. I just know they give me a piece of information and I can tell it rings true. And how I know it's an important karmic lesson because the person moves their life forward. They've had a block that nothing, no matter what they did, 
therapy, meditation, um, you know, every kind of healing thing they could do under the world. When they get that piece of information, it finally says, okay, this is a mistake or this is something I've been seeing incorrectly for the last how many lifetimes. Now in this lifetime, I'm going to get it right and I'm going to heal that issue. And it's just amazing because, you know, that's why one good tarot card reading is really worth 20 years of therapy because you get something that heals them in a way that nothing else could do it. So it's, it's actually very fascinating. And um, again, it opens like almost open sesame. It has to be a magic word or a magic moment and they open it. And there's sometimes when it won't open and I get frustrated, like, I really need to know that information and they're not giving it to me. And it's either the person can't handle that information yet. Interesting. Or you get that a lot with, with people who may have been abused. Uh, yeah. Very. And um, oftentimes, you know, like I know with traditional therapy, it can take a psychiatrist or a therapist 10 years to uncover sexual abuse, 10 years of therapy. Wow. Me, it's probably not more than 10 minutes. I can see it. And yet they may tell me, you know, and this person's talking about, say, their uncle and how much she loved him and blah, blah, blah. And meanwhile, I'm getting a piece of information that, boy, she's really repressed something. And I'm not going to bring that up now because they're showing me something that I need to know. But I'm told you're not to reveal it. So I hold that piece of information for maybe a year or two until that person slowly comes to the realization that this uncle was a funny uncle. He wasn't really who she thought he was and memories start surfacing. And then I can share that that was given to me, that piece of information. And I wasn't to share it until you were ready. So I sometimes have information that I'm not sharing, but I'm told, do not share it. You're going to guide the person gently over a period of a year or two to get to that point or maybe three months, maybe they're ready in three months, but I'm given information that I don't always share. And remember, that's a contract between me and their spirit guides and the, and the keepers of the Akashic records. Now, if I were to blab that to that person, just say those records, I, I would never be given access to the Akashic records again. If Interesting. Use that. If So I'm very careful to understand when they tell me this is for you this piece of information. Cause that could be a complete detriment to the person that you're reading. Like it, it could make them suicidal. Exactly. If it's not handled in, you know, in the right, in the right manner, I can just imagine somebody getting that information after having all those years of repression, uh, being able to, or having, having to access that particular memory at that point without being eased into it. I, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine it's got to be overwhelming. And, and other times I have to warn my clients that I'm going to be opening your Akashic records. And when I give you this piece of information, this is the Pandora's box. You can't keep doing the behavior you're doing because once you've been given this piece of healing information or this piece of information to help you move forward, if you're still going to do the negative behaviors that you're doing, then you're going to get the full whammy of karma. Like and I, it's so true with like people in relationships that they they're successful in ending relationships, 
but then they get into the exact same relationship time and time and time again. And they wonder why they can't find the person that they want because they keep falling into that same category. They're just not changing. They're not changing the behavior. And it's a pat. And what it is, is karma is a pattern of behavior. Okay. That you may have been doing for 25 lifetimes and the Akashic records can help change that karma and that karmic pattern of behavior. So that's why it's given. And it, and I'm pretty blessed. My clients come here when they've done a lot of inner homework. They've probably done years of therapy and read a thousand self-help books. I mean, I get clients that have really been looking for answers. So they've also earned the right to have this piece of information that will really help heal them. They've earned that piece of information because it has to be earned. You And then it goes ding, ding, ding the bell. If you were to give that piece of information for to someone who's never done any inner homework, it may not mean anything to them. They may, they may say, well, that's not me. I don't do that because they don't have any insight into their behaviors. And so it's a fascinating thing, the Akashic Records. It's not everyone will gain access to them. You're fairly new at what you're doing. I mean, you might not think you've been doing it for years, but I was probably at least 10 years into doing readings before I got the opening of the Akashic Records. Now, if you're a member of anyone who's listened to our podcast, my deal with God was, I'll do this. I don't know why you've chosen me, but I guess you want me to do this. But I want you to show me things and then I'll go back and do my research. I don't want to be reading. I didn't even know what the Akashic Records were. I hadn't done any reading of it. But after a few openings of where I, I got a piece of information so important and so past life and all of this, I wanted to know where it was coming from. And that's when I did my homework and studied about the Akashic Records. But first it was shown to me that there's inform this information and then I did my homework. Because I didn't want to just start reading this stuff and then I'm like, oh, I'm in the Akashic Records now, okay? I didn't want to bullshit point blank. I wanted to make sure I know what I'm doing first. So oftentimes you have to keep doing your readings and following the steps and one reading, it'll just happen. And you'll be like, whoa. And you're going to say, wow, they let me in. Like you know, it's interesting before we started recording, you and I were having a conversation obviously about the topic. And one of the things that I remember from one of my first real true intuitive experiences happened to be with my wife. And I was given a very sensitive piece of information from her brother who had passed. And I was even saying to you, I, I don't even know if that was me getting access to Akashic records. I, I was very new at the time doing it and, and giving and having that ability and being given that ability. And, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not really, you know, afraid to say it. Like I, I just didn't know. I really wasn't familiar with what was actually happening at that moment. Uh, but as this session has progressed and we've been chatting now for about 20 minutes on it, it's, it seems as though that in that particular instance, I was given a very small sliver of information to help with my wife and not realizing at the time what it may have been. And obviously going through the, you know, the last 12 years of 
discovering this ability, it, it seems as though that kind of falls in, like it makes sense. Uh, but again, it's still something that's so sensitive and so new. I'm not entirely sure if I'm being given access yet. And I think that what you said, like asking uh, God for guidance, um, speaking to spirit guides to allow them to give you access. I think that that's something that I have to practice more because that to get that information is so important and can be so helpful to people. I want to be able to, to dive into that more. So I'm hoping that those people that are on a path of enlightenment that are listening to this, this podcast can hopefully gain some value in listening to what we're speaking about and, and hope that they can uh, access that, that ability in those records. And remember, you just put it out to the universe that you would like to be able to do this. So they heard you. Sure. And even, you know, at home, our listeners and you could practice kind of a meditation that allows you to open up to the Akashic Records. And you pretty much get very comfortable in a seat. And you you have to be sitting for this. Other meditations, you could lie down. But this one, you have to be sitting. And your feet have to be on the ground. You have to kind of be grounded when you're asking for this. And you kind of ask them, you know, that you would like to open your, per I would start with my own personal, start with yours. I want to open, you know, and you have to state your name, your full name as you use it, and your date of birth, okay? And this kind of opens up your Akashic Records. It was, I, it was told to me years ago when I do a reading to ask someone their birth date. And I don't do astrology, so it's not for astrology purposes. It's almost like your date of birth is like a DIN number in a prison for a prisoner. They tell who they are. So when you give me your birth date, it begins to open up your soul records and the Akashic records for me. Okay. So what you're going to do is sit comfortably and kind of do some deep breathing because in order to get into the area where you're going to open Akashic records, you need to be in a, a lower brainwave. Okay. So you need to maybe do a minute of some slow breathing. And then you're going to state your name and your, and your birth date. And then you're going to, you know, say that you would like to open up an Akashic Records and you want to ask a specific question. Remember, I told you they're going to give you a slice. Don't say, I want to see all my Akashic Records because <laughs> you're going to get nothing. But say you want something about your, your career, your job. Should I, am I supposed to um, take this promotion? Okay. Is that what's in my soul records or is it part of what I'm supposed to be doing in this lifetime. Can you open up my Akashic records to show me if I'm on the right path with my career? So it's pretty much a career question. And then you just leave that for a few minutes and just meditate quietly and give yourself maybe 10 minutes and then say, thank you um, for opening the Akashic records for me. I'm going to close them now. And if any additional information is going to be given to me, you can show me at any time. So they, some, when you're meditating, you might just get an answer then, or you may not. But maybe within the next day or two, even though we've closed the Akashic Records, you kind of have to open them and kind of leave it closed for that moment. They will still give you information. Maybe you're going to run into someone in the next day who talks to you about something and suddenly 
something's going on in your head and you start to feel like, yeah, I'm supposed to be doing this because I remember when I was a child that I said I was going to do such and so all of a sudden things start happening, but you want to deliberately use the Akashic records when you're stuck in a big decision. Like, is this a past life block that I can't move forward? Or is it a past life fear that's, I don't want to take this new promotion because my past life fear is always, you know, that if I get became very successful and made a lot of money in my last past life, I was really not a good person. So I'm afraid of that. So they'll usually show you something from your past life that is making you either afraid to go forward or why this is what you're supposed to be doing. So it's very interesting to try it. That's interesting. Yeah, I I, I think that that's something that, uh, you know, a lot of people, I think, especially now during this, this whole pandemic, have really relied a lot on relaxation techniques and meditation. So in this particular instance, I think if you're on that path of enlightenment and you're choosing to uh, to access this type of information, it may be a great way to to start to ask for that that permission for that for those records to be open. Also remember to say and state that I'm only going to use it for um, the greater good of all. Okay. Okay. So, because it's really important that they know you're not going to take this piece of information and misuse it. So um, try a little bit and I guarantee anyone who tries it and it might take, you know, with the opening the Akashic records, I'm not saying it's going to happen tomorrow for you. It may take, three months of constant practice in which nothing seems to be happening. But they just, when you do your homework, the universe wants us to do our homework. And when we do our homework, they reward us. So they also want to see, is this just some little hobby thing you want to be doing, or you just want to try it today to be cool. They want to see if you're really diligently wanting this. So, you know, it might take three months. It might take a year. I think that makes a lot of sense. You know, I, one of the things that I've been trying to do is I, it, Cindy obviously knows me for quite some time and, and I've always been a very intense person uh, where my, even my wife is like, you know, sometimes Gary, you gotta, you gotta back off a little bit Your you know, your, your energy is just sometimes so overwhelming. So I've done a lot of, of reading and researching and I've sort of learned to like take that step back and almost let things play out naturally instead of, jumping and always looking 10 steps ahead. Uh, and, and in this case, I really do believe that trying to, you know, have that letting go mentality and that relaxation, that meditation and asking for, uh, my, my abilities to be heightened for access to certain records. I think that it's something that I, I'm definitely interested in, in, in trying. I, cause I mean, in all honesty, I, I love being with people, I love being around people like this pandemic is killing me, especially for an extrovert, <laughs> like extrovert like myself, you know, it's, it's very tough, you know, but I, I do one of my, my real true passions is just helping people. It's one of the reasons why you and I have started this podcast. Like I really genuinely have an affinity and I get satisfaction off out of somebody saying like, wow, I feel so much better or thank you so much, or you've helped me so much. So I think that that's something that I really do, um, I do have an affinity for. And one of the things that you had mentioned was free will. And it's something that I learned from you. Anytime that I'm getting some type of energy vibration for someone, 
or any type of messages for someone, I always ask permission. I never, I never just assume that they want to be read. They want their information to be accessed. I just, I won't do it. I feel that that is just bad, bad practice. Uh, so I always ask for that, that permission. So when we talk about free will, uh, and, and obviously we all have the ability to make those decisions, and we're also talking in parallel with the Akashic Record and the Infinite Library of everything in, in our universe and our Hall of Records, Cindy, do you believe that we have predetermined or predestined points on our timeline or is everything just based off of free will? Well, there's a blueprint, but whether we completely follow it, it's like the best laid plans. Now, so put it this way, maybe we're supposed to meet a particular soulmate when we're 20 and the universe really wants that to happen, but maybe that soulmate decides at the last minute to go move to the other side of the country or something like that. It, there's free will. So someone's free will can alter your, your actual destiny. Like I'm responsible for my choices and my behavior and say the universe has picked a soulmate for me and he couldn't step up to the plate or be with me. Then that's not my fault. I did what I was supposed to do. And maybe this person got afraid and ran and, you know, soulmate love brings up a lot of unhealed issues. And I'm not responsible for that person's running. I'm only responsible for my behavior. The universe had really wanted perhaps me with that soulmate, but his behavior altered that. So I'm not responsible for that. So I might be granted another soulmate because there, we have other soulmates, but if it had worked out with the first soulmate, I may not have been with the second one. So they have kind of people lined up, circumstances, and then, you know, the world, the free will of the world, things happen that we're not in control of, and it alters where we're going to go. But there are markers. And can, are we going to meet every marker? Maybe not. Are we going to meet every person? Maybe not. But ultimately, there's not just like one soulmate that's going to teach me my lessons. I might have eight in case I don't, for some reason, the first seven don't work out. So I'm going to get to the destination, which is to understand only love matters, soulmate love, only love is real. I'm going to learn that. How I'm going to learn it is not necessarily, you know, the universe always hopes when they bring soulmates that it could work. I mean, they don't just bring them randomly, but it's so much free will. So again, it depends. Um, major things. Yeah. We're supposed to meet our parents. That's, you know, we pick them and we're going to meet those parents. That's going to be there. But because there's so much variables in life, there's no definite, we're going to do this, do that, do this. Um, it, it just can't be. Don't underestimate free will. It's just incredible. Your free will, everybody's free will. Well, I know that we had, you know, obviously there's been discussions between you and I, and, and I, I always found myself to have a very clear path. Like I knew exactly what I wanted to do. And I was always, like I had mentioned before, 10 steps ahead. And then I was in a really, really bad car accident that literally just shut everything down. Even some of my body parts, um, my senses, like everything just came to a screeching halt. And I always wondered if that was part of, 
what we're talking about. Like, was that predetermined? Was that predestined? Was that supposed to happen? Or was that something that just, you know, was a free, was literally a freak accident. Uh, and I always, you know, in this conversation and as we're talking now, I, I wonder if that was something that was meant to happen in order to maybe shift my focuses, um, change my, my path. I, you know, I, I never really, uh, I'm, I'm still, I guess you could say I'm still struggling with that. I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, but I think that speaking of what you had talked about before, like feet on the ground, you know, meditating, getting in a, a, a lower brainwave, relaxed state and asking for access to those records. It's definitely something I'm, I'm going to, to. And you're going to ask about that particular accident. Sure. Because it's usually you who will know that you're going to figure out that this changed my whole life and it's bad things happen, but they also teach us some good lessons. And um, even with COVID, like 2020 is the year of clear vision here. And, you know, who would know we were going to have this pandemic, but there's different lessons for each person in this pandemic. Okay. It's, it's an amazing thing if you think about it, how each person is learning something different. If they're not in a relationship, maybe they wish they were. They don't want to be in a foxhole alone. If they're in a bad marriage, maybe they should have left it. So you're going to meditate on that. Is this accident something that was a free will random happening? Um, was it a wake up call that got, you know, God gave me? Um, if this didn't happen, you would probably gotten a different kind of wake up call, by the way, because obviously it changed certain things. So again, there's no, like, we always have to learn from every experience, but whether that was destiny for you to be in that accident is something that you can, you can access those records on and get an answer. You might clearly get something. No, but we're working with this to teach you stuff. Okay. Like, sure. We just, okay, now we're going to use this to teach your karmic lessons. It wasn't what we had in mind, but now that it's come this way, we're going to use it. So I think there's a lot of random things that happen, tremendous amounts of random events that happen. And I think you make a great point with 2020 being, you know, this super unique, I mean, just insane year. Uh, you know, I've seen so many you know, people posting things very similar to what you said, like, it's almost like a, uh, almost like a hitting the reset button on a lot of things. Like you had said, like people that are, you know, oh, I'm fine with being alone that really maybe want to search for somebody to, like you said, be in that, be in the foxhole with, uh, there's, there's even, you know, you know, funny memes that are out there with like back to the future. It's like, you know, Marty, don't take me back to 2020, whatever you do, you know, so it's, uh, it's very funny, you know, in, in those, in those particular instances, but it really does give people, uh, an, an opening lesson. And I think that that is something that we would probably look to explore on this podcast and, and maybe kind of go into that, uh, in a, in a later the lessons episode. in COVID in 2020. I think that should be a very important topic because it's just fascinating what's been channeled to me about it and what I've observed and what my clients are observing. So it's really, and again, this is sort of a part of the Akashic records. It's opening up something for people. It's giving us a glimpse into how the universe works. And so with the Akashic records, they're fascinating. I think all of us 
do get little pieces of that, get little glimpses of it. We just don't know where it's coming from, perhaps. But it's when we get those aha moments. Those aha moments are somehow the Akashic records have opened. So um, that's, a, that's an interesting reference because I think that that sometimes people, you know, they refer to it as all oh, the light bulb went off or it was like, oh, my God, I, I just realized it or it just came to light. So I think that that is something that it's a very good reference point for people who maybe are having a hard time wrapping their head around. I mean, it's such a it's such a huge topic. And, you know, we've spent almost 40 minutes on it now. And I think that, you know, it's we're just kind of scratching the surface here. But I think that with those types of references, it makes it a lot easier for people to understand that, you know, these aha moments are really just, you know, a an ac- access to our collection of information, whether it's past, present and maybe future. Uh, and it's it's something that I, I find to be extremely fascinating. And, and I hope, you know, any of our listeners, like we're giving you little bits of a topic, but there's so much, so many books on the Akashic Records, so many things. And, you know, go to the metaphysical section of a library and kind of mosey around it, see a couple of books on the Akashic Records, pick one that might resonate with you and do some reading. Because as you're reading a book on Akashic Records, they're going to guide you. They're going to prove the truth or untruth of something. And, you know, it's fascinating to study. It's just, you know, and again, I, it's one of the most fascinating parts of my job is when, and I always am blown away by the readings where the Akashic records open up. Absolutely blown away. My clients are blown away. Yeah, that is fascinating. They they think it's changed their whole life. Like it was just amazing. And, you know, not every reading is going to have that because not every situation in life demands such something so dramatic as that. But if you're having any of our listeners are having a particular problem in your life, do that little meditation where you just sit and, you know, ask the universe to guide you on the answer and they will. And, you know, what I always say is read responsibly. Like if I'm reading someone, I'm going to read very responsibly. Do not try to open the Akashic records for someone else because that without their permission, if they want it, that's fine. But if you do it, I'm not, I'm pretty positive. They're not going to open up by the way. Okay. You know, they have the keepers of the Akashic records are going to say, no, that's not for you to have. You want to get into your, your, you know, your ex's private business. It's not going to happen, but it will also then it will make them close it to you in general, because it's a misuse. So I think a lot of, a lot of key things and, and, a lot of takeaways, obviously, is if you're if you're choosing to to walk this path of enlightenment and you're trying to access those records, act responsibly, be responsible with the information that's being shared with you, that you're sharing with other people, because you never know that information that's being given to you, that slice of information could be extremely detrimental to that person, as well as their ability to process and handle that information is just, they're not just not ready for it. Uh, and I, and I, you know, another, this is another fantastic uh, session with you, Cindy. And one of the things that uh, we talked about earlier, the, the word Akashic or Akasha coming from that Sanskrit term term. Um, one of the other words that I had come across in my research was Samsara. And that word Samsara means to have a mental imprint 
that we carry at a soul level from lifetime to lifetime. So as we do these sessions and we talk about all these different topics, I hope that we are obviously adding value to you as a listener, to you as an individual, an employee, a mother, a father, sister, brother, uh, husband, wife. And, and I hope that our sessions leave mental imprints on you that you can take and have at a soul level just in your daily living and interactions with people. And we really do hope that uh, you're, you're taking away as much as you possibly can from these episodes. So uh, I just want to thank everybody again for listening. We're really, we're doing, you know, Facebook is, is starting to get a ton of likes and we are, we're just growing each and every week. So I'm very excited about that. Cindy, it's always a pleasure. Thank you so much uh, for your knowledge, uh, your, the depth and breadth of, of, of your abilities to uh, speak about these topics and really give our listeners just such an amazing experience. Uh, I, I thank you for that. And you're so welcome. And and remember, we're here because soul matters. And if any of our listeners have a topic they want discussed, we'll certainly try to do it. If I'm not skilled in that, and Gary's not skilled in that, we'll try to get an expert here. So, you know, if, astrology is not my thing. But if you want us to do that, we'll get an astrologer here. We just want to do as many topics as we can. And um, there's so many ways to open up to the spiritual world. And so we hope that one of our discussions will open up your path toward enlightenment and toward everything that matters soulfully. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Cindy. And we look forward to our next session. And until then, thank you everyone for listening and have a wonderful evening. Bye. It's amazing. Oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. Now. We want to hear from you, our listeners. If you have a topic or a question or would like to be a guest on Soul Matters Podcast with Cindy and Dr. Gary, please email us at soulmatterspodcast at gmail.com.